We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire and all of you fine folks. How are you doing? I am recording this on a Monday evening. I hope you had a good Monday. The week is rolling. Let's keep moving. You're probably listening to this on a Tuesday, but maybe it's Wednesday and you're already in hump day. Um, I have my last baseball game tomorrow with my JV baseball team that is six and one. And I believe the team we're playing has also, they're not six and one, they're seven and oh. When we, they are our only loss. And if we win in tomorrow's game, we should be sharing the JV baseball ship that doesn't exist, but it's in our hearts and it's in our minds. So wish me and the homies luck. The best thing about my JV baseball team, you don't make cuts at JV baseball. Everybody gets to play. We have like 45 players. And if you know anything about baseball, a roster is significantly smaller than that, like maybe 15. But we split them into two teams. Each team plays once a week. We still have an absolutely massive roster of like 25 per team because some kids play on both teams because we only have so many pitchers, only have so many catchers. But anyways. Wish the homies luck tomorrow. Maybe as you're listening to this podcast, we will be out there competing in what could be our our claim of the JV Baseball Championship for Kasner. Doing my best to make it sound like a big deal. It is, okay? All right. The other thing that's a big deal, 49ers related. A little bit of a segue. And by a little bit, I mean not a very good one. Jimmy Garoppolo's trade, trade market? Jimmy Garoppolo's trade market has absolutely evaporated. It has been blown into smithereens. And 49ers fans have had a front row seat to it all, unfortunately, because we have been paying attention to every news headline for the last two or three weeks. 
wondering when we were going to get the notification that James Francis Garoppolo was headed to another team. And the Trey Lance era was allowed to move forward. Well, we have not been given that. And not only have we not been given that, but we have watched the 49ers sit on their thumbs in the hopes that they were going to get what they wanted for Jimmy Garoppolo while every other team with a quarterback vacancy either made a move for a quarterback or signed one. And man, it has been absolutely brutal to watch. And you could tell that quite a few of these signings and these moves, the 49ers might not have completely expected. And now things have just blown up in their faces and I guess it could still work out. But boy, it has been, it has to have been humbling for both Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers who have just sat there and watched every other quarterback vacancy get filled. There's still a couple, but man, it it was the league telling the 49ers what they thought of their asking price. And it was with the league telling the 49ers what they thought of Jimmy Garoppolo and his salary. I mean, all of those things, it's obviously there's plenty of, of minutia to all of it, but it's all of those things combined. So let's start running through everything that's kind of gone down to get the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo to where they are now. Okay. The first major move, and I'm probably going to get the order wrong, but I believe the first major move was Aaron Rodgers staying in green Bay and everybody kind of expected that, but it happened. They're paying him essentially $50 million a year to stay there. So why wouldn't he? All right. So Roger stayed in green Bay. And then I believe it was Tom Brady coming back. I believe that was the next step. Tom Brady coming back out of retirement to rejoin the Buccaneers, despite all of the, the rumors that we broke down here on the podcast that maybe he would come out of retirement for the 49ers. Nope. Just came out of retirement to go back to the Bucks. Okay. And then if, then I believe Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos. And the timeline's not that. It doesn't matter that much because all of these things have already happened to get us to where we are, and it's not like the 49ers have done anything anyways. So you've got Rodgers to Green Bay. Tom Brady's coming back to Tampa. Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. Now that was a huge move. And I'm not sure the 49ers necessarily expected it. Were they surprised? Maybe not. I'm sure they knew just like everybody else that things between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, especially after a horrible season, uh, were not great. We're not great. And it, it, while it was still a massive trade that you know shook the NFL world on that day, it, it still just to me wasn't all that surprising. You know, were the 49ers singing Hallelujah? Probably, probably. Okay, so we've got Rodgers, Brady, Wilson. And then, and maybe somewhere in there during all that, you also had the Washington Commanders. And I posted this on Twitter. How many of you guys out there have seen Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest. It is a hilarious movie with Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, um, the guy that played Dwight, Dwight Schrute. I'm, I'm brain farting on his name. Rain, rain, rain something. I'll get it before the end of the podcast. Y'all hear me do this all the time. Um, Rain Wilson, I believe his name is. Okay. Oh, anyways, Galaxy Quest. Absolutely her- uh, hilarious movie. 
meant to be real slapstick humor. It's kind of like a playoff, both Star Trek, Star Wars, kind of. Um, and essentially, there's this alien race that somehow was picking up the signal of their show that they made on Earth that was like Star Trek. But, I mean, and the alien technology was so advanced that they decided to create everything they were seeing on this show. And once they went to link up with Tim Allen, who was the captain, they called him Commander. And all, there's this, the way they talk is just hilarious. And at one point, he's like, please, Commander, you are our last hope. And they just sound so funny and goofy. So every time I hear Washington Commanders, anytime you hear Washington Commanders, you could think of me going, Washington Commanders, because that's all I hear. Washington Commanders is Galaxy Quest, and that's it. And from what we know about their organization, they probably run it like some of the people in that show. Like, Just watch the movie if you haven't seen it, Galaxy Quest. I promise you, unless you have a horrible sense of humor, you will like it. It is hilarious. Go watch it. Anyways, Washington Commanders. They trade from, from they trade for Carson Wentz from the Colts. Okay, that was a huge destination that was commonly linked to Jimmy Garoppolo. They elect to go Carson Wentz instead, who arguably had a better season last year. Not on the same team, you know, but as a quarterback, had a bigger season than Jimmy Garoppolo, and oddly enough, is healthy. Okay, so another quarterback off the board, and then here's where it starts to get juicy like you start to go okay people really don't want Jimmy Garoppolo and that could be because of Jimmy Garoppolo that could be because of his salary that could be what the 49ers are asking for him could be all of those things combined but when the Steelers signed former backup quarterback last year Mitchell Trubisky to be their starting quarterback at seven million dollars a year Now you're starting to get an idea of what people really think of of whatever's going on in San Francisco. Because you're like, Mitch Trubisky? What? Didn't we already see enough of that on multiple teams? Yeah, it's Mitch Trubisky. So, And, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily fault him in the fact that they got Mitchell Trubisky. They didn't have to give up any draft capital for him, and they got him for about $20 million a year less. So it's hard to find a fault in that. Although, like I said, does say a little, about, little bit about Garoppolo. And then today, as I'm recording this, not as I'm recording this, earlier today, the Indianapolis Colts, who were probably the biggest rumored destination, destination for Jimmy Garoppolo, especially after their GM Chris Ballard has already worked with the 49ers, traded for Fort DeForest Buckner. They trade for Matt Ryan from the Falcons. And Matt Ryan's relationship obviously was probably already on the outs. I don't necessarily know if it was a relationship thing, but the Falcons pushed really hard for Deshaun Watson, who we haven't talked about yet. They missed out on Deshaun Watson. And obviously, when you push that hard to replace him, the relationship is pretty much over at that point. Okay, so Matt Ryan traded to the Colts for a third rounder. And and remember that, third rounder for Matt Ryan. Old quarterback, but proven. Still has some playing time left. Third rounder. And then, now that the Falcons traded away 
their starting quarterback, they turned right around and signed Marcus Mariota, who was also a backup quarterback, I believe, for the Raiders. So that's two backup quarterbacks, that two quarterbacks that played backup last year that have now been signed over Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been starting for the last four point something years and has gone to two Super Bowls. But again, context there. Other things involved. These teams aren't giving giving up draft capital, and they're not paying these quarterbacks anywhere near what Jimmy Garoppolo had to be paid. And then, okay, so the four, everything kind of shifts towards the Saints, who were pushing super hard for Deshaun Watson. They missed out. They immediately signed Jameis Winston, who was their quarterback last year, actually seemed pretty decent in that system, no longer under Sean Payton now, so we'll see what we get this year. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. Jameis Winston. The man who set the record for the most interceptions in a season. Jameis Winston. So, I mean, these last, you're talking about Carson Wentz, maybe. Mitch Trubisky, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. All of these teams are going with those quarterbacks over Jimmy Garoppolo. And whatever baggage is coming with him, meaning the shoulder injury that he just recently had surgery on, he will not be throwing until uh, right around the beginning of training camp, maybe about a month before it. You've got his price tag of $27 million, and you've got the 49ers and whatever their asking price is for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then obviously the one that we haven't talked a lot about was Deshaun Watson, who was cleared of all criminal charges does not mean that he was not, that something didn't happen. That's certainly not what I'm saying there, but that's not up to me. That's a conversation they're going to have, the the Browns are going to have to have with themselves because, um, yeah, they gave a quarterback that is still in civil lawsuits with, I believe, over a dozen women about what went on with them. They signed that guy, now, on, on, Obviously, Deshaun Watson is immensely talented. Could be a top five quarterback. Might be. They signed him in his current predicament to a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract. That is the most fully guaranteed money the NFL has ever seen. And Deshaun Watson might not even play this year. If the NFL finds credible evidence, because they don't have, they don't, they're not the court. The court can dismiss its charges. The civil lawsuits are still going to go forward. We'll see where there's where those go. But the NFL, if they find credible, credible evidence that this stuff is true or they believe Deshaun Watson is guilty, they can suspend him. And I believe within that contract was even some sort of insurance if Deshaun Watson is getting suspended. So it's like, damn, like the Browns, I felt like they just made a deal with Ursula from Little Mermaid. They just sold the Browns just sold their voice to get legs. You know, that's that's tough. And I hope it works out. I hope that you know, it's tough to even dance around that because I hope we'll just say I hope justice is served. Whatever happened, whatever the truth lies out there, let's hope justice is served and the right thing is done, whatever that may be. But the Browns are certainly walking a fine line there. But we've always known that the NFL will will ignore whatever is going on if you're good enough at football. 
Okay. But again, I don't want to just automatically act like Deshaun Watson's guilty. I know nothing. And that is my place. So I've already said, you know, a little too much for my own comfort. Um, so as you can see, let's just run through it again. We've got Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Aaron Rodgers stayed with Green Bay. Russell Wilson went to the, the Broncos. Tom Brady returned to Tampa. Uh, the Washington Commanders got Carson Wentz from the Colts. Mitch Trubisky signed with the Steelers. The Colts then traded for Matt Ryan. Falcons then signed Marcus Mariota. And since the Saints missed out on all that, they signed Jameis Winston. And the 49ers are going, what the hell is going on? You've got the Panthers, who were still rocking it with Sam Darnold. So they could definitely be somewhere, somebody that gets into the mix. You've got the Seahawks, which is highly unlikely. They they traded for Drew Locke within the Russell Wilson trade, but Drew Locke doesn't really seem like a starting quarterback. So, And they've also got Geno Smith, obviously not a direction you want to go. But are the 49ers and Seahawks going to do business? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. You have the Texans, whose GM is Nick Casario, who was on the Patriots when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're a suitor. You know, Davis Mills played a lot last year, looked decent. Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw. Maybe the Texans trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They let Davis Mills operate the part of the offseason program that Jimmy Garoppolo can't take part in, and then Jimmy Garoppolo steps in. I, I'm just putting pieces together here. The market, the floor is gone. The 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, are free-falling in an elevator shaft with no end in sight. Will one of those teams kind of step in? I don't know. I don't know. But to me, we're starting to wander towards releasing Jimmy Garoppolo being the most likely option. And I did not think I would be saying this. I have been on this podcast for weeks saying, I still see Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded. I mean, he's a solid quarterback and teams need solid quarterbacks. But man, they have all gone other directions with some solid and not solid, so solid quarterbacks. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers. So, I don't know what to I don't know what to say at this point. But I think the 49ers are certainly in a tough spot. And the interesting part about this is, you know, if either party was trying to be clever, it backfired on both of them. Jimmy Garoppolo had had shoulder surgery, which I do not think was a slight against the 49ers, especially if you, you know, you if you read about it, Doctors will commonly say, you know, this is the injury. We're looking at it. Let's give it time to heal on its own. If it heals well, you don't need a surgery. We're good. And then if if the injury does not heal well, then you need the surgery and then they'll do it. So the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo waited was not a surprise to me based on what I've read and heard. Jimmy I didn't see that as a slight to 49ers. I see him, I saw him waiting, hoping his shoulder with with without throwing, with no use, was going to heal well on its own. It didn't had to have the surgery. Jimmy Garoppolo is just trying to do its best for him. Moving forward, if the surgery was recommended by reputable doctors, then that's what he's got to do. But you know, Jimmy Garoppolo had that surgery. If he was hoping to have a choice of destination or if he was hoping that maybe things would lead towards him being released and having his own choice just based on, you know, to sign his own contract, 
that has not worked out because like we said, there's not a whole lot of destinations out there. Even if the 49ers were to release Jimmy Garoppolo, how many teams are going to be calling him up, wanting to sign him for starting caliber money that even remotely compares to $27 million, which to me is, is non-existent at this point. There's just not enough competi- competition out there. There's not enough desperation for a quarterback anymore. And uh, so, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, as much as at one point being released might have seemed like a better option, you have to wonder what he would get to this at this point. What team is going to pay him anywhere close to $27 million? He might not even get half that. So now we're at a point where maybe Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't want to get released, and he wants to stay on this team for as long as he can. Whereas the 49ers, maybe they, you've probably read it a bunch on social media lately. The phrase is maybe they overplayed their hand. And and I got to agree. They think the world of Jimmy Garoppolo and so does the locker room. But outside that building, what do other people think? They're telling you right now. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, you know, Mitch Trubisky. They're telling you what they think of Jimmy Garoppolo and his price tag and the price that you've placed on his head for the asking price. So at this point, the 49ers are just wondering if something unexpected is going to happen to give them a little bit of luck in this situation because it's all gone. It's all gone. And at this point, you would think any draft pick that comes their way would be acceptable. But then you've got a report coming out from Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, who I'm not sure if his track record when it comes to the 49ers is worth banging a table for. But we'll talk about it. He was he reported that the 49 that other teams he reported whatever that other teams said the 49ers had already been offered two second round picks. And that was what they're trying we were that what they were trying to do better than. And I just like scoffed when I read it. I was like, bullshit. Ain't no way in hell the 49ers have already been offered two second round picks. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope tomorrow the 49ers trade Jeremy Garoppolo for two second round picks because that to me is hilarious. Which one of those teams that need a quarterback would offer that to get Jimmy Garoppolo? Who are they bidding against? I do not see a team giving two second-round picks at this point in time after the market has become this dry for a quarterback who won't be able to throw towards the beginning of training camp and who has an extensive history of injury. ACLs, ankles, thumbs, shoulders, calf. Jimmy Garoppolo has had a lot of injuries with the 49ers. And that is probably a big reason why a team has, just hasn't traded for him. It's just gone other directions, you know. And I believe Diana Russini of ESPN reported that after the Colts traded for Matt Ryan, that they were they were in the mix for Jimmy Garoppolo, and they just decided that they didn't want a quarterback that wasn't going to be able to learn their system during the offseason. He wasn't going to be able to throw, so they went another direction. And I just, I can't, I just can't buy the, the idea that the 49ers were offered two second-round picks. And if they were, then the spotlight brightly immediately shifts towards John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan for not accepting an offer of two second-round picks. 
which is exactly what Alex Smith was traded for to the Chiefs from the 49ers. And Alex Smith is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I believe he was also traded away from the Chiefs for the same amount, or close to it, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me to yourselves. So when I read that, that they'd been offered two second-round picks, I just laughed. I was like, there's no way. And if they had, you're an idiot for turning it down because now you're sitting here with no team needing to offer that much. It wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy Garoppolo is traded. It was for like a a fourth-round pick that could become a third or something. You know, it just doesn't seem like that type of desire is out there anymore. And here's where we get to the other scenario. The 49ers somehow finding a way to make it okay to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. And for just so many reasons, I just can't get on board with it. I understand Jimmy Garoppolo has played well when healthy for the 49ers. I understand he's taken the team to, I think earlier I said two Super Bowls. That's incorrect. Two NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. I understand that Jimmy Garoppolo has done a lot of winning with the 49ers. But anybody who watched those games with an objective eye knows that Jimmy Garoppolo was rarely the the reason the 49ers won the game. Now, I'm not sliding him into saying that He's played like crap, and the 49ers have still managed. That has happened many times. But there just hasn't been many games where you just look at that and be like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo won that for that team. That's just not the type of quarterback he is. Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback that thrives in a system with a good run game, good weapons surrounding him, a great defense. You know, everything else has to be in place for Jimmy Garoppolo to thrive. That to me is, is kind of non-disputable. But, you know, other arguments can be made, but I digress. Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback, but there is a reason the 49ers decided to trade two first round picks for the opportunity to move up and draft Trey Lance. You don't do that without obviously saying to the world that you are ready to roll with Trey Lance. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo played well enough and played enough games to keep Trey Lance on the sideline. That is not an indictment of Trey Lance. That is a luxury the 49ers realized they had and they used it. And I would have done the same thing. Even if there was a part of me that felt that Trey Lance might be able to outperform Jimmy Garoppolo on the field, I would still do everything in my power to keep Jimmy Garoppolo out there to allow Trey Lance as much time as you can to take in everything he could take in. That way, when that offseason hits, he knows what the game's about. He's seen it up close. He started in a couple games, and he knows how to approach that offseason to come back the next year and be ready to take on that starting role. Again, you traded two first round picks and a third just to go up and select him in the draft. That is, I, I, I tweeted out today and I did not think this was a quick, crazy tweet, but some people just, I don't know. It, for the most part, it was like, 
everybody was in strong agreement, but there were still some people out there that were a little getting a little crazy. And I tweeted, Trey Lance shouldn't have to surrender a single rep this offseason to Jimmy Garoppolo or worry about which quarterback the locker room prefers. If the 49ers can't trade Garoppolo, which seems to be the case, release him and move on. Keeping him around shouldn't be an option. Now, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is well-loved in the locker room. Not well-loved, is loved in the locker room. He's a solid quarterback that struggled with injury, and he's middle of the road. He's a... He's a... A 14 to 18 quarterback in the NFL. You can win with him, but he's not blowing the doors off. Jimmy Garoppolo, that's the reason the 49ers traded for Trey Lance. And I just don't think you can subject it's and the 49ers signed the we're going with Trey Lance paperwork when they made that trade. So their 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 intentions are not a mystery. Trey Lance does not have to earn that starting spot. When a team trades that amount of draft capital for a quarterback. You are saying, this is the guy we want to roll with. If you trade that amount of draft capital for a quarterback and you don't end up playing him or he doesn't earn the starting spot, then you made a massive mistake and your GM should be fired and your front office should be fired because you drastically miscalculated what a player was capable of doing or what he could do within your organization. And he couldn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo and he never saw the field. That is outside the realm of reality for what we're seeing now. Jimmy Garoppolo gave the 49ers the luxury of a year where Trey Lance could sit and learn. Trey Lance still had to play because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt some more. Not only to mention the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was just okay. Just okay. And he was a large part of the reason the 49ers didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And now it's time to go with Trey Lance. And Trey Lance should not be subjected to a locker room that loves Jimmy Garoppolo. And that is okay. But if both of them are in the building, you're going to have people leaning both ways. You're going to have reporters asking questions about how the competition's going. Kyle Shanahan's going to be trying to convince everybody there's not a competition. People are going to be talking how much they love Jimmy Garoppolo. People are going to talk about how much they love Trey Lance, what Trey Lance is doing on the, on the practice field. Jimmy Garoppolo is doing good stuff on the practice field too. Could it be a quarterback competition? Should Jimmy Garoppolo start? Should Trey Lance start? All of that shit has no place anymore in this locker room after the 49ers traded what they did to get Trey Lance. This is like saying the Jaguars were negligent for just handing Trevor Lawrence the starting job. Is you know the how could the Jets just give you know Zach Wilson the starting role? Yeah, no, those teams don't have Jimmy Garoppolo's chilling, but the 49ers shouldn't have a Jimmy Garoppolo chilling either, especially at the cost of $27 million. Now, if the 49ers somehow managed to c- convince Garoppolo to take a $20 million pay cut and he just entered into the role of a high-priced backup, that would at least be something you could stomach. But you're still subjecting Trey Lance in that locker room to just a less than desirable atmosphere. Trey Lance deserves every single rep this offseason. The 49ers have already handed him the keys. Jimmy Garoppolo has already said goodbye in a press conference. This is not rocket science. Trey Lance, the 49ers feel, he's the guy. So now it's time to hand the keys to your guy and don't look back. If that doesn't work out, then you handle that later. But you don't just keep holding on to this 
this, you know, memory of Jimmy Garoppolo and the way it used to be and what he can do from time to time. It's time to move on. And the the 49ers dragging this out just seems like we'll have an, you know, just to increase the negative impact of both those quarterbacks, both on them and the locker room. It's just the dynamic of football and the way it works. And Jimmy Garoppolo deserves to, whether it's traded or be released, to get his shot with another team. And Trey Lance now deserves his shot with the 49ers. He deserves it because he did enough in college to warrant being a top three overall pick and a pick that the 49ers gave up a haul to get. That is what he did to earn the starting spot. And that is what quarterbacks do. They get drafted that high. That's like saying that Carson Wentz and Jared Goff didn't deserve to get the start. It's like the team saw what they needed to see and they traded up. And now it's that person's time. And don't waste any time giving those reps to anybody else. If you're going to invest that kind of draft capital into a player, then you need to invest the reps in them as well and get away from whatever storyline you'd create by Jimmy Garoppolo hanging around. Not to mention the idea that you can free up $25, 26000000 million with Jimmy Garoppolo's release or trade. And I do believe they would have to wait a while to release him if they're going to have to do that. They probably would have to put like a, well, you know what? No, because Jimmy Garoppolo has to pass a physical, I believe. Otherwise, he's guaranteed a certain amount of money. Now, again, that money is an offset. I believe it was $7 million. That money is an offset. So if the 49ers did release Jimmy Garoppolo, and they were on the hook for that money. It would still save like $20 million. But then they would get that additional money back when Jimmy Garoppolo signed for that elsewhere. I believe it's as long as he signed for more than that. So, weird situation. But to me, the, the, sec, the, the second and third order effects of dragging this Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo situation out, it's, it's, it just doesn't benefit you at all anymore. The 49ers believe that Trey Lance is going to give them something better than what Jimmy Garoppolo gave them last season. They believe that. And if you believe that, then you roll with that quarterback and you allow the other one to move on. That's the way it is. It was. It just surprised me how many people were like, Trey Lance hasn't earned it. Trey Lance should have to beat Jimmy Garoppolo out. He beat Jimmy Garoppolo out when the 49ers traded two first-round picks for him to move up just to get him. So essentially they spent three first round picks and a third. They just elected to utilize the luxury that Jimmy Garoppolo gave them of a, a red shirt season for Trey Lance to sit behind a, a season pro and learn how this shit worked. That is a luxury. Not a lot of teams have. It is a good thing. The 49ers used it. And the fact that Trey Lance didn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo out as a rookie doesn't say anything about Trey Lance. We've already heard there were multiple times where the 49ers felt like they would be going with Trey Lance or they might go with Trey Lance, but Jimmy Garoppolo had taken them as far. Let's stay with him. Let's go as far as we can with him. It doesn't mean the 49ers don't think Trey Lance can be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. It just means they have the luxury of giving Trey Lance a year to learn how all this shit works, and that is a good thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's a good thing. And you know, another thing, as weird as it is to say, the fact that people aren't banging down the doors to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo probably says a lot about Kyle Shanahan. You got to think that if people aren't pushing their way into the building to sign trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, that they are attributing a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo's success to one Kyle Shanahan. Ain't nobody trading for Kyle Shanahan. 49ers are trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's not a lot of people that are interested in that, despite how much Jimmy Garoppolo has won and despite how far the 49ers have gone. If more of that winning was attributed to Jimmy Garoppolo and seen as Jimmy Garoppolo's responsibility, a lot more teams would be ready to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, injury or not. But because he's in Kyle Shanahan's system, and which is seen as the driving force of the 49ers' offensive success, Jimmy Garoppolo just hasn't done enough to transcend that. Jimmy Garoppolo has been in that system and still managed to find a way to look mediocre a decent amount of the time. So now other NFL teams are looking at that and saying, look, if Jimmy Garoppolo looks like this in Kyle Shanahan's offense, which we know to be dominant and the best iteration of that offense, then do we think we can get more out of Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. And he's injured. And he gets injured a lot. And he costs a lot. You could see how it would start to kind of snowball and it wouldn't take long for a team to look elsewhere. So, you know, you, you talk about all this and I'm listening to myself talk 
And all of a sudden, it doesn't seem that surprising if Jimmy Gar- that Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been traded. I'm kind of like arguing with myself and the stuff I've said in previous podcasts, but you know, we're just keeping it real. I'm I'm not here to bullshit anybody. And I'm not here to act like I've got all the answers and I've got the crystal ball, but sometimes you just like you see a situation unfold and you realize that you've been given a new a new like lens, a new way of looking at it. You're like, damn, maybe this all makes sense. So it's not that the 49ers can't still trade Jimmy Garoppolo. It could still happen. It's probably still the most likely scenario. But that release. Excuse me. I need to clear my throat and I muted the mic to do it. That release is starting to seem a a little more likely. You know, which whatever. You're, You're moving on. You're moving on. And that just isn't that crazy. You got Trey Lance. Let's go see what that guy can do. So I felt like it was appropriate after going off on the quarterback situation for a while to wrap this up with a little wrap-up of the 49ers free agent activity. Um, I I recorded a little segment in the last pod to update you on the fact that literally the same night I recorded a pod, um, just minutes after I quit recording, the 49ers signed uh, former Chiefs corner Charverius Ward, who – is going to be their their cornerback one. He may shadow number one receivers. We'll see how he does. Um, I'm assuming Manuel Mosley will be will be that number two corner. Maybe competing with Ambry Thomas. We'll see how Ambry comes back. In addition to Charvarius Ward, the 49ers signed Ray Ray McLeod, Steelers kick and punt returner. Might work his way into the receiving rotation. We'll see. The 49ers are going to have Brandon A., Debo Samuel, Juwan Jennings. It's a good crew. Maybe a draft pick. Um, Ray Ruben McLeod, quick guy. One of the best punt and kick returners in the league. Has a little bit of a fumbling issue, though. But it's good to see the 49ers invest in special teams. And it's good to see the 49ers pick up somebody who immediately speaks to the special teams and is clearly being brought in as a guy that could contribute on special teams. After how bad the special teams were last season, it just seems fitting that the 49ers would invest in players that can, that their sole purpose is to make the 49ers special teams better, which, you know, following that signing up, you've got safety George Odom of the Colts. He was a veteran safety and seen as like a special teams leader. And he could kind of be a spot starter at safety. I know that there was a Colts player kind of tweeting about how the hell did we let him go? And that's always a good sign. You know, we don't, uh, Zikowski Tart is a free agent. Doesn't seem likely the 49ers bring him back. It could definitely happen, but you know, that's a guy that can kind of fill that role. I think probably Talanoa Hufanga in his second year is probably the favorite to start there. But having a veteran like George Odom that can, like I said, spot start and then shine on special teams, that's a good signing. But the 49ers weren't even done there. They wouldn't sign linebacker Oren Burks out of the Packers, who is also seen as like a special team standout and good linebacker depth. Apparently he's pretty good in coverage. So, I mean, you look at that, that's, those are three players with a specific focus on special teams. And that, to me, I, I love it. If you've got, you know, the 49ers offense has been good. Maybe it'll be great with Trey Lance. The 49ers defense, goddamn, it's been good. 
And now they're investing in their special teams. That seems logical to me. You've got Robbie Gould. That's a fantastic kicker. Mitch Wisnowski comes and goes with the punts. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not so great. But it's, it's, it's about time the 49ers invest in special teams outside of the obvious positions and try to you know, bring that unit along after a, a pretty down year last year, despite being the heroes of the, uh, of the Green Bay game in the playoffs. So some pretty interesting signings so far. One of the big points a lot of people have made on Twitter, and I agree with it, is the 49ers, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo accounts for like $27 million on the books. But I don't, I, have, I don't believe that has attributed to the 49ers not signing anybody. I think if the 49ers really, really got desperate and were in a position where they just had to go after a big-time player and they needed to cut Jimmy Garoppolo, I could see them that happening. You know, them making that space and then dealing with with that $7 million going away after Jimmy Garoppolo signs elsewhere. But I just don't think any of the players they've signed or the, any of the players they plan to sign were sacrificed by Jimmy Garoppolo's cap dollars. I mean, if we go over to over the cap right now, the 49ers have about $7.5 million in cap space. So they're fine. They're, I mean, that's not a lot by any means, but they are fine when it comes to signing the players that they want to sign. So I don't sit there and convince yourself that the 49ers have let good players walk because of Jimmy Garoppolo's cap number. I don't believe they have. I don't believe they have at all. I just feel like if they felt like they can absorb it, then they'll absorb it until they no longer want to. But I don't believe it's kept them from signing players they they wanted. So free, decent and interesting free agent class so far. Obvious focus on special teams and arguably signing a an impact player at their biggest position of need. Now you're, you know, is there a way that they can address edge rusher? Arden Key is taking visits with other teams and he had a pretty big impact last year. Um, what's his name? The player that the, uh, the, the 49ers edge rusher good a couple of years ago, signed with Seahawks for a decent amount of money. Kerry uh, Hyder. There we go. He was just released already. So those are some, I think the 49ers need to bring in a little bit more edge rusher help. They're going to have some needs along the offensive line. Um, Lake and Tomlinson, he's out. Uh, Alex Mack, I don't think he's officially um, decided that he was staying, but he probably is. I'm guessing the team knows that. Daniel Brunskill's at right guard. Um, you know, Mike McGlinchey coming back from a major injury at right tackle. The 49ers obviously need to make some investments in offensive line. Not sure that's going to be a free agency thing. Could be a draft thing. And you're also hoping that Aaron Banks works out the last year's second round pick at left guard. But so you can see how, uh, you know, free agency and, and the draft are kind of like on hold until the 49ers just get a little bit more clarity. They're probably waiting for that first wave of free agency to die down, which it's doing now so that you don't have to play a premium, pay a premium for a solid player. Um, a lot of people would argue that you're overpaying. So the 49ers are kind of just waiting it out. I don't, I don't think they're done signing players. I just think they're done signing any player that would be considered, you know, at a high price. And I do agree with the fact that they decided to finally add some emphasis to the special teams. But that's all I got for today. We'll see where this week takes us. Not ruling out hopping on a little later this week to uh, to discuss something else, but we'll see where it goes. 
Keep an eye on the old Twitter timeline because maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo trade's still coming. Especially now that all those other dominoes have fallen. You know, but unfortunately, you've got Baker Mayfield now floating around out there that the Browns picked up Deshaun Watson. Uh, we'll see what we see. We'll see. Um, I probably said um too many times. I hate when I do that. Just know it's a pet peeve of mine. And if I did it a lot this episode, I'll fix it. A lot of moving parts still out there. A lot of moving parts out there. So there's a good chance that I could be back on here later this week to break down another move, another signing, whatever we got. You know, I'll be on here. Appreciate everybody for listening to Striking Gold. Y'all are the reason this podcast exists. Can't do it without you. Can't do it without those numbers. Make sure you're downloading the pod. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're recommending it to your friends because that's what this is all about. And that's the only reason these podcasts exist because the listeners. So as always, thank you for listening to Striking Gold. I appreciate it. Um, I'm Rob. This is your podcast. This is Striking Gold. And for another episode, we are signing out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.